0: what is narcissism? What actually is narcissism? If we look at it step by step, piece by piece, what is narcissism? If you haven't had a chance to be able to check out the video that came out earlier today, it was, am I a narcissist? Like asking, and those questions and those thoughts and the ruminations that go through your head. So you haven't had a chance to watch that, take a look at that either before or after this video. But when it comes down to it, narcissistic personality disorder is one of the disorders in the cluster B category in the DSM-5. Right now, there's three others that are in there. Uh, One is antisocial, you've got borderline, histrionic, and then narcissistic personality disorder. Oftentimes when people think of narcissistic personalities or they just think of, you know, wow, that's the person, you know, snapping selfies, that the person is really like vain, that's conceited, that has like a high ego. And some of those things are true with narcissism, but that's not what it's all made up of. Typically people look at one little piece or a couple pieces and be like, well, yeah, but like they're not that bad. Like everybody has those traits. Well, everybody doesn't have the traits of narcissism. They might have bits and pieces or strains of it in one sense, but they don't have the full-blown traits of what's actually going on. A lot of times people take narcissism and it just ends up being a catchword, right? Like my ex was narcissistic, my whole family's narcissistic, and there's different people out there that do have narcissism pers- narcissistic personality disorder and that are very narcissistic, but that doesn't make everybody in the world narcissists. It is a catchphrase a lot of times. People understand that if you if you Google, you'll find one to five percent of the population is narcissistic. Now, when you start doing the numbers on that for you know the entire world population, it's still a decent sized number. But when it comes down to it, narcissists don't really just impact only one person, right? They destroy families, they destroy lives, they destroy multiple partners, multiple affairs, multiple people that they've with, not just one person. So the impact of one narcissist is oftentimes much greater than just them impacting one person. Something to think about. Even Dr. Vermani in, in talking through different things, like having her actually say like, hey, there's a, uh, that she thinks that the percentage is a lot higher than what is reported because A lot of times people don't wanna go in and get diagnosed, right? That's anti-narcissism. Like that's not something a narcissist wants to do is like, oh, diagnose me because I think something's wrong with me. Narcissists don't think anything's wrong with them. So what is narcissistic personality disorder? Let's talk about it real quick. It's got nine different characteristics. And those nine different characteristics can be applied in multiple different ways in the person's life. Sometimes they appear uh, grandiose. Sometimes they appear covert or vulnerable. It's kind of like the new one that we're going towards. Um, there's different aspects of like narcissism that appear in different ways, but it's still there and is still prevalent in the relationship. When you go through the nine characteristics, you're supposed to have at least five to get diagnosed again. Side note, we're not diagnosing anybody. We're not coming on here saying, hey, if you checked all these boxes, then you're officially diagnosed. I'm just a person on here that's trying to explain to you what narcissistic personality disorder is. So we're gonna jump in, okay? DSM-5, if you haven't read it, really light reading. It's only like 900 pages. Um, it says, a perverse pattern of grandiosity in fantasy or behavior, the need for admiration, lack of empathy, beginning by early adulthood and pre- present in variety of contexts, is indicated by five or more of the following. Number one, has a grandiose sense of self-importance. To example, exaggerates achievements and talents, expects to be recognized as superior without con- um, commensurate achievements. I always mess up that word sorry you just have to live with it okay so they they want that self-importance but it's not always backed by different things so maybe they tell you they had a better education than what they did maybe they tell you they have a better paying job than what they actually do a lot of times it's like you know the fish that I got was like this big when it was actually like this big like it's always like saying more than what's actually there and a lot of times that goes back to that sense of self-importance like I think my achievements I think my talents I think who I am is better than everyone else. So I'm going to you know, be, be this great big person because that's who I think I am. A lot of times it's, it's hidden. Um, it's hiding like insecurity. It's hiding like different things underneath the surface, but it's trying to kind of be out there and be like, hey, I'm special. I have this sense of self-importance greater than everybody else. Number two is preoccupied with fantasies, oftentimes of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. One of the ones that resonates the most with me was the idea of ideal love, of looking at other relationships and being like, I want that. Like, why can't I have that connection? Why can't I have that feeling? Like, why can't I seem like that happy with that person? Maybe it's just the next person. Maybe it's just I picked the wrong one. Now I'm going to go try the next one. Grass is always green on the other side and constantly going on and on and on. It could be success, how I'm going to move up in the ladder, how I'm going to continue to be the next best person, move up in position, whatever it might be. Number three, believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions. Probably the biggest part that you see with this aspect is in the workplace environment that I've seen or that I've interacted with of where a narcissist can't hold a job or they're always leaving jobs. they're always complaining about jobs because of how much they say, how they're so much better than everyone else there. Like everyone is stupid there. I don't connect with them. Like it's just ridiculous. Like all this different type of stuff you'll see kind of play out, excuse me, in the relationship where the narcissist is like, yeah, like they're just not on my level. They'll try to be able to put that differentiation there of who they are versus who someone else is. Number four requires excessive admiration. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people will see this one. They'll see this one and be like, yes, that is so true. Because they always wanted me to validate them. They always expected me to, you know, give them praise over like the littlest things. Like, congratulations, you took the trash out. Like, you're an amazing person. Like, no. Like, a narcissist wants to be able to get that excessive admiration to be able to boost their ego, to be able to uphold the mask, and to be able to be the person that they're trying to project or pretend that they're trying to be. And so a lot of times that admiration is trying to help support an insecure ego is trying to help support some of the insecurities or the shame that they're hiding down underneath. But it's like, Hey, I need that admiration. A lot of times you'll see that happen because they'll go from supply to supply person to person because they want that admiration from anybody and everybody. It doesn't matter what they look like, how they are, anything like that. It just matters if they can get it. Okay. Number five has a sense of entitlement. So, example unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her expectations narcissists are very entitled of everything revolves around me that's my perspective that's my thought that's my reality of like looking at the entire world and thinking that i'm the center of the universe and it makes sense that you should be serving me that you should be giving me whatever i want because I'm entitled to it. I'm entitled to your time, to your attention, to your money, to your body. Everything like that is going through the narcissist's head of like, I'm entitled to that. You see a lot of times the entitlement come out when it's immediate. Like, I expect you to do this now. Like, why didn't you answer me immediately? Like, why didn't you show up when I told you to show up? Why didn't you? And the list goes on and on and on. Number six is interpersonally exploitative, so takes advantage of others to achieve his or her own ends. Taking advantage of others is almost like paramount in narcissistic behavior because they want to take advantage of anybody and everybody as long as it suits their needs, as long as it suits what they want to have. So you typically see this in the form of manipulation, of how can I manipulate? How can I make sure to shift the perception, the reality of anyone else to get what I want. Whether that's validation, whether that's supply, whether that's sex, whatever it might be, how can I shift it to be able to get what I want? It's all about the narcissist. It's all about what they can get, what they can achieve and their own ends. Number seven, lacks empathy, is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. So this one is pretty obvious. Like you hear about narcissists, you'll be like, oh yeah, like they take selfies and they don't care. Like that's really what a lot of people think of when they think of narcissists. Okay, they do lack empathy. It's empathy that they either haven't engaged with, that the gray matter hasn't formed from a young age. Like trying to figure out like how to be able to engage with people just doesn't make sense. It's like you're crying. I don't get it. I, I hate this. Like I can't I can't connect with this. Like I'm going to shut down. I'm going to rage. I'm going to walk away. Like that empathy isn't there. The other aspect that a lot of times is prevalent, but people don't see it as much because the narcissist hides it, is the fact that they do have some levels of empathy, but they're unwilling to recognize or identify. For me, part of my issue, like even in the marriage, was the idea of being able to connect a little bit or have that cognitive empathy. But thinking in my mind, if I give her that response, if I give her either some type of sympathy or some type of cognitive empathy in that moment, then that's going to admit that I agree with her. I can't agree with her because then that would admit that I'm wrong. So therefore, I have to hold that back regardless of how it makes her feel, because being right and keeping my ego, keeping my entitlement intact is more important than acknowledging that someone else has feelings. Number eight is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her. Lots of people are surprised about this one, but from a narcissist perspective, like walking down the street, there's oftentimes like looking at everyone else to be like, who's looking at me? who's jealous of what I have who's jealous of me who thinks they want me like all types of thoughts like that go through the narcissist head and everybody's like well yeah that's really conceited well no duh like we're talking about narcissists right okay but like walking through like life thinking like how's that person perceiving me not like the narcissist is like oh my gosh I'm so insecure that I can't handle if they look at me wrong but the narcissist oftentimes is looking like yep I'm, they're they're looking at me that way. They they're thinking about me that way. They they want what I want. A lot of times, it's very much like back and forth, like self-serving in that aspect. Number nine shows arrogant and haughty behaviors or attitudes. Oftentimes, one of the other hallmarks of narcissism is that arrogance. How they come across, how they act, how they're very haughty or having like those attitudes of "I'm the best," right? Because they have to be able to support that. That's another wall that they're putting up to be able to avoid that insecurity, that shame that's underneath. Well, that's a little tidbit of narcissistic personality disorder. We like blew through all nine really quick, just trying to give you guys a quick overview or an idea about what narcissistic personality disorder actually is defined by the DSM-5.